and thank you for tuning in to Dumb Kids Playing Hero, a Standing Stones actual play production focused on communal world building and having fun with friends. Today, we are not playing Idiot Teenagers with a Death Wish, the hot, the hack of Blades in the Dark by John Harper. Uh, but we hot are new hack of Blades in the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> but we are still playing Shapeshifters fighting a guerrilla war against a parasitic invasion. Um, playing with me today, we have August playing Adrian. Hi, I'm August. Uh, for some reason, I insist on waving at my microphone when I introduce myself. Um, you can find me on Twitter uh, and itch at Harpydora. Uh, you can find the, well, I'm on several other podcasts. You can find Let one of them. Let me talk about ours. Yeah. I have nothing else to talk about. Yeah. Um, you can find me uh, over on Follow the Leader at FTLcast on Twitter, FTLcast.com. Um and my pronouns are they, them. Mac, playing Ariel. Sup, I'm Mac. Uh, for some reason, when Danielle started off the intro, I totally thought that they were going to say that we were playing, we were doing the room where it happened. Um, <laughs> currently, you can uh, find me on the internet. I, you can generally find me on the internet anywhere at Citadel of Swords. Right now, you can mostly just find me playing Destiny, though. This will still be true when this episode comes out. <laughs> Jade playing Kel. Hi, hello. I'm Jade. You can find me on Twitter at jadeoxfordrose, still using they, them pronouns. Anya playing Jude. Hey, I'm Anya. You can find me on Twitter at aka Anya, and you can catch me in August uh, talking about ponies uh, over on Equestria Gaze at Equestria Gaze on Twitter. <laughs> Richard playing Benny. Oh, sorry. I use they, them pronouns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Richard. I use he, him pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at Corvus underscore Azure. Uh, and Brian playing Dante. Hi, I'm Brian. I use he, him pronouns. Uh, you can find uh, me on uh, the internet at Roomware Pod. You can find uh, me doing the DM thing over uh, on the Roomware Happened, uh, also at Roomware Pod. Um, you can. It's the same Twitter. The Brian same Twitter. is the podcast. Uh, that's not true. Um, the. Uh, you can also, if you like the this show and you want to get episodes early, fun fact, I'm probably not going to do this episode early. I'm not going to even tell anyone we're doing a holiday special and then just one day it will be in the feed. Uh, but if you want other episodes <laughs> early, uh, you can go support us on Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash the room where it happened or roomwarepod.cash. Um And uh, if you give us $3, you get episodes Early an indiscriminate amount of time early before they go live on the the public feed. <laughs> Sometimes, Sometimes more than Brian one. Brian is chaotic. Yeah, <laughs> and drops the entire season finale three weeks early. Well, by the time by the time I was done, I was like, before. well, I might as well just do the last episode. I'm already here. Mm-hmm. No, you're valid. <laughs> uh, and I'm Danielle. I use she or they pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at redtailtalk90. You can find the games that I write at redtailtalk90.itch.io. You can find this podcast at dkphpod on Twitter. Uh, You can find the podcasting guild at stones underscore standing. Uh, Also, if you want to wear a mask that has two raccoons arguing over a cell phone, uh, check out Izzy's merch on Redbubble. Uh, you can find Seer merch at Psychic Studios on Redbubble. 
um, or just search Dumb Kids Playing Hero. It's basically the first result that shows up. Uh, and 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 buy Seer wonderful stickers because uh, they're wonderful. I'm so sad. I bought all those stickers and they said they were delivered and they super were not. Oh no. Yeah. Redbubble, why? Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are racism, sexism, transphobia, homophobia, anti-Semitism, violence against children, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, emotional abuse, self-harm, suffocation, drowning, and claustrophobia. Our veils, which are things we're okay with including but won't leave the camera on, are steamy situations, terminal illness, pandemics, and depression. Content warnings for this game include mind control, descriptions of bodily harm, body horror, and violence against people who are in the bodies of animals, although we may not touch directly on most of those this time. May not? (laughs) May not. Uh, Daniel, what kind of dinner are we having? I don't know. What kind of dinner are you having? I I just don't want to put you in a box. a nice one. I I just don't want to hem you in and, and prevent you from doing other things that if you want. Um, <laughs> Fuck so, it, I'm gonna kick Benny's ass. <laughs> what? What did I do? Ah, uh, family dinners. I want you all to know that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know it takes the it, it takes a bit of the piss out of like like our um our lines and veils, but every time we're talking about suffocation, my head goes like suffocation, no breathing. <laughs> Every time. Uh, Every time. (laughs) Good. Great. Um, So last time we had a fun mission wherein you found the Candrona, attacked the Candrona, destroyed the Candrona, and then got captured. Oh, no, wait. Killed Visser 3's Andalite host, then got captured, everyone except for Benny, got taken aboard the pool ship, uh, and then found out, or at least Ariel found out, that Ariel's brother is actually Visser 1. Um, uh, none of that has happened. <laughs> not yet. Right now, that has not happened. Um, as of the timeline in this game, we are in the liminal space between the downtime that happened before that and that. Um Instead, today, we're going to be doing a holiday dinner. Um, really, it's a a dinner amongst family, Question friends, mark. found family. To quote um, Equestria Gaze, are these ponies even friends? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you're having a dinner um, together. Um, and what we're going to be playing is a hack that I wrote called Before Dinner Ends, um, which is a really crudely smashed together hack of Kiss Her Before the World Ends by, uh, Alice Grizzle, who you can find at Tafcat, that's T-A-F-K-A-T underscore on Twitter. Um, and The Bonds That Tie Us by Allison Huang, uh, which is at Drazillion on Twitter, uh, which is spelled like uh, Bazillion, except with a DR. Um, also a little bit of Family Dinner by Magical Bitch, 
um, but mostly just kind of the flavoring from that. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is indie game design, y'all. You just take a bunch of games, smash them together, and see if it works. Yeah, exactly. I was more, Trust I was more me, laughing I'm at the username "magical bitch." Like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're valid. The best part is their Twitter username is magical bitch uh, with a one in place of the I in bitch, but their username on uh, on itch is magical space bitch, but the I is replaced with a star. Oh, it should have been magical itch. <laughs> you know, it should have been magical b dot itch dot io. Oh my god! You're oh right. fuck! They fucked up so bad. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> Um, anyway, I was so, totally expecting you were going to say that and then you didn't. I'm like, wait, that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> it is a missed opportunity. Um, all right. So uh, the the core mechanics of this game are from Kisser Before the World Ends, um, which is a game wherein you're playing a bunch of people who are doomed, trying to fulfill their needs um, before they die. Um, this is going to be probably less melancholy than that <laughs> are you sure about that <laughs> wow probably not, less melancholy than dying <laughs> you're not facing certain death that you know of yeah we don't know yet that's a good point so i mean but like the listeners know <laughs> also we know we as the players know <laughs> enjoy our characters final moments it's fine. Everything is fine. Um, so uh, we're going to go through a series of phases. Uh, during each phase, everyone gets to set a scene and play out that scene. The scenes are timed. Uh, I will be acting as part facilitator, part timekeeper, part NPCs that happen to be present. Um I, but I won't be leading any scenes myself. Um, when we do things, we'll go in the order. Um, I, don't, I don't know what order we want to go in. Maybe the order in the prep doc? I just did alphabetical order as per the roll 20. Well, I didn't want a force yeah. of turn order. <laughs> well, it does, it does a pretty decent... No, I was going to say it does a pretty decent job of mixing up FTL and numbers, <coughs> but it doesn't. Um, we'll do the, the doc order just because it works. Um, and it's what we're going to be looking at most of the time anyway. Um, so the first thing that we need to do is set our scene. Um, so what has brought everyone together? Well, I suppose I should say a thing. Yeah. Well, this spaceship <laughs> crashed like a few months ago. <laughs> oh my god! This um, big blue motherfucker walked out of it. Didn't really explain the situation well to us. <laughs> Drafted us to fight in a war that we didn't understand. Yeah. And traumatized all of us. It's rude, Yay! frankly. Good. And our solution to that is to have a dinner. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> what this is, is uh, during the downtime period, Kel got struck with an idea and uh, their motivations will maybe come up over the course of this game as to why they wanted to do it in the first place. 
but invited everybody. That includes Hunter and Max. Jet and Grap, I think, would be struggle to fit in this place and get here. But there was the offer of food made mm-hmm. as well. Alma, like, come... I do not care. <laughs> yeah, fair. No, I completely forgot about Alma, and there you go. There's, there's that. So, uh, oh, yeah, because Kel doesn't know that Alma doesn't eat food yet. So, <laughs> yeah, only technically only Adrian knows that. Like, Ariel yeah. knows that uh, Alma is not human, but Adrian never mentioned mm. that they don't eat. Mm-hmm. Ariel can probably extrapolate. Because but, um, Ariel was told that Alma was a robot dog thing. <laughs> True. But uh, apropos of that, Cal uh, invited everybody over to celebrate uh, Diwali with them. Hmm. Uh, would explain to whoever asked if they wanted more information, but just said, bring some food, I'll make some food, I'll get some stuff in. It'll be good to have everybody over. Hmm. It's sort of like a Diwali party, also like a, bit, a little bit of a apartment warming for themselves and Ariel, because this is a few weeks after they've moved in. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, uh, so this is going to be taking place at the basement apartment that Ariel and Kel share. Mm-hmm. Um, and when people arrive, they'll see, uh, they'll come down sort of the stairs to the little side alley, and there is like a small collection of lanterns like stacked up around the door uh, that are sort of flickering brightly. As they come in, there is like fairy lights strung up everywhere. Candles. There's a. It's verging on fire hazard with the amount of candles and lanterns, but it's okay. This is like a lapsed Hindu and a Jewish girl. We know how to do candles in our religions. It's fine. We, we sure do. So, but yeah. So it's like very well lit, and it's all been like cleaned and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it probably Ow. smells a little bit like well, a lot like cooking, but there's also like the undersmell of cleaning and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. There are very few windows here because it's a shitty basement apartment. <laughs> so there's as much light as they can make. Mm-hmm. Now, so. for any listeners who don't know what Diwali is, would you mind giving us a cliff note? I can certainly try. Apologies for this not being more detailed information. Um, as people who are perceptive, no, I'm British. Um, and there's like a really heavy sort of for obvious reasons, because colonialism sucks. But a lot of people from the Indian subcontinent live in the UK, so Diwali has like, always been a very big sort of thing on my radar. And it's a, considered a festival of lights, mostly celebrated by Hindus, but a few other people, uh, groups do celebrate. And it's celebrated uh, between mid-October and mid-November. It's uh, with one of the Hindu lunar solar month of Karaka. Uh, it's it's like one of the big Hindu festivals, and it's about the spiritual victory of light over darkness, good over evil, and knowledge over ignorance. It's associated with a bunch of different gods, depending on what branch of uh, Hinduism you perhaps follow. Some put different weight on different parts of the faith, but big things are lights, often fireworks. Uh, it was Diwali here, or it's Diwali yesterday at time of recording, so there was a lot of fireworks going on in my neighbourhood. But it's people coming together on the high day. There's often, like, gifts changed and people wear, like, their nicest clothes. And it is, like, it's one of my favourite things about festivals from this time of year. It's, like, a lot of this theme of light in the dark. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of why Kel wanted to do that, given everything the group's been going through. I'm sorry. They haven't celebrated. 
Did you mm-hmm. say nicest clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Do we get to plan our outfits? <laughs> oh. oh yeah, you. Uh, the thing is, uh, you would often buy new clothes for Diwali or wear your nicest clothes. And Kel would have explained that if people want a chance to rapidly think about what they're wearing. Oh, oh yes. Jade, Jade already sent me what Kel's wearing and look out Dante. Mm. Yeah, here's oh the God. thing I'm thinking about with Dante, though, is like, does Dante, does Dante own anything that's not a black T-shirt, jeans, <laughs> and a black hoodie? If like, if you open does up... Does he go buy a new one? <laughs> no, 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 no. He puts on his least faded... My least faded hoodie. It's the most black hoodie. <laughs> yes. It's the least gray. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's about coming together and celebrating and lights and food being shared and often sweets. I think Kel ordered in some specific like sweets, it's like little pastry things because they're really hard to make and they don't know how, but they're good. So Excellent. Good. Please look into Diwali. It's a really cool festival. Um, have at it. Yeah. Educate yourselves. Yeah. You know what I just realized also? Mm. Because Diwali is mm-hmm. on a Saturday, which meant which means that Ariel Ariel is mm-hmm. not particularly observant. But Ariel might have said, Hey, let's do a little thing for Shabbat on Friday night just to usher it in a little bit more. Really Take light yourself. them candles. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, like Kel isn't practicing to be fair, but like <coughs> they've celebrated in the past and they wanted to do it here. So. Okay. Uh, so before we get into scenes proper and everyone describes what they're wearing and what food they're bringing, uh, let's talk about uh, needs. So one of the core things in Kiss Her Before the World Ends that I have cribbed for this game um, is this idea that every character has... Uh, different types of needs that represent what that character wants from their relationships. Although not necessarily from one relationship. Uh, There are four types of needs. Intimacy is the desire for closeness. Empathy is the desire to be understood or listened to. Escapism is the desire to forget. And validation is the desire to be acknowledged. Um, At the start of the game, every character has three of the four needs filled out with actionable um, uh, kind of brief descriptions of what that need is. Uh, And the fourth is what we call an unrequited need, um, which is a need from the character's past that they have been unable to fulfill before now. Um, We'll learn more about those a little bit later. Um, Needs may be similar in expression to one another or even identical to one another, but actually be different based on the type of them. Um, So a validation need to cry and be held is different from a intimacy need to cry and be held. Um, So if y'all wouldn't mind, we'll just go down in the order of the document. Um, just reading out what your character's needs are, starting with Adrian. All right. So for Adrian, uh, his intimacy need is unrequited. Um, his escapism need is a need to be able to pretend that we're just friends having dinner. Uh, and his empathy and validation needs uh, read the same Uh, because they're very closely connected 
in his mind and they are, I need someone to understand that we can't just compromise all our morals. Um, Mm. Just because he's been kind of struggling a lot with like the decisions that Dante and Benny have been making in particular. So Mm -hmm. um, like he wants to be validated in that he's not crazy for thinking this and he wants the empathy in that like people understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Cool. Ariel? <clears throat> okay, so I just scrolled through the doc, and uh, we all paired to mostly the same unrequited needs, which is great. We're having a great time here in this group. <laughs> um, so Ariel's intimacy need is also unrequited. Um, I know what it is, um, but I will not say yet. <laughs> um her empathy need is I need someone to tell me it's okay to be selfish sometimes. Her escapism need is I need this dinner to not have the war hanging over it. And her validation need, uh, which is well, well, actually the other thing I was thinking might end up, might have been unrequited. Um, but her validation need is I need to feel like I'm important to someone. Hmm. Uh, Benny. Surprise, surprise, intimacy is unrequited. <laughs> We're doing amazing. Uh, empathy, I need someone to see what I'm becoming and tell me it's okay to be a little bit of a monster. Um, escape. What a fucking fight you Richard. Just <laughs> <laughs> turn your location on super quick. <laughs> Uh, escapism, as I need to be among friends to forget the disaster that is my biological family, if only for a few hours. And validation, I need my efforts to make food that everyone can eat to be appreciated. Richard coming out here to attack people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Dante. Ignore the sound of this bolt racking. Um... (laughs) Uh, Dante's uh, needs intimacy, uh... Are, I want someone to let me feel safe. Brian, I know where you live. <laughs> uh, <laughs> empathy. empathy uh, I want to know I'm not making everyone hate me. Uh, escapism Jeez. is unrequited. And then validation is I need a problem that I can solve, really truly solve, not just delay the inevitable. Good. Good. Great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Jude. Uh, so I'm really proud of these. I use all prefab ones, but they all went so well with my character. So if you don't know who Jude is, this is Jude. Um, my intimacy need is unrequited. Um, my empathy is to belong. My escapism is to laugh long and hard. And my validation is to be told I am doing my best with a little frowny face that Brian added in. <laughs> I actually <laughs> added it before you typed in the words, but then you started typing it, just kind of like ran across the end of it as the sentence was being typed in. Yeah, I, I knew which one I was going to do, and I saw you add that and was like, well, that goes perfect, so I'm going to leave it. <laughs> Anya, I know where you sleep. <coughs> well, I hope. <laughs> Look, we'll get to the fun part where we talk about what we're wearing soon. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Kel. Okay. Um, Kel's intimacy need is I want to fall asleep with someone holding me. Their empathy need is I need to know someone else worries as much about Ariel as I do. 
Uh, yeah, there's... fuck off, Jade. <laughs> you do. Oh wait, shit! You have my address. You do know where I live. <laughs> I do have your address. Uh... I'm going to send you a strongly worded Christmas card. <laughs> Yay! Post. Um, their escapism need is also unrequited, and their validation need is I need everyone to have a good dinner so we can feel like a cohesive whole. Cool. Good. Okay. Uh, so that's everybody's needs. Uh, so you listeners, uh, know what you're in for. Um, now that we've read everyone's needs, we're going to move into Act 1. Um, so I know all of you have been looking up what your characters are wearing. Um, and as part of Act 1, um... We're going to set scenes as your character is preparing their contribution to the meal um, and after they have arrived. So uh, before we jump into scenes proper, why don't we kind of go around the call here and you can tell me what you are, what your character is wearing um, and what food or what, what they are contributing to this meal. Cool. Uh, so, Adrian uh, is mm. arriving in very 2003 jock white boy style. He's wearing a uh, red polo uh, <laughs> with khaki slacks, um, and he has a stonewash denim jacket over top, uh, and because of who I am as a person, I imagine that he just wears red Chuck Taylors no matter what the occasion, <laughs> like the red and white ones, you know? Uh-huh. So that's that's what he's wearing. Okay. Good. Love it. Um, what food are you bringing? Um, I'm bringing... Uh, my grandma's recipe for sweet potato casserole. Um, Mm -hmm. It is not that horrible tripe that has marshmallow (coughs) fluff on top. Um, I am very adamant that that is not real sweet potato casserole. Real sweet potato casserole is hand mashed and uh, you don't whip it. And uh, it has a topping that's like brown sugar and uh, crushed pecans. Okay. And what does this dish mean to you? It's uh, something that like shows up at every family meal I've ever been to that I can remember. Um, you mm-hmm. know, first it was my grandma doing it and then my mother and I learned how to do it because I love it. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it really just means like home and family and warmth. Mm, good. Uh, Ariel, what are you wearing? Okay, so um, <laughs> I have been pulling lots of inspiration from Sailor Moon fashion of the 90s for mm-hmm. Ariel just in general. I have an entire Pinterest board. Uh, y'all can hit me up and uh, we can take a look at that. Um, the thing that I'm thinking actually is not like... I was originally thinking, like, Sailor Jupiter, Sailor Uranus, but I'm actually going with the Sailor Mercury look. Um, uh, It is a, like, a dark button-down 
with a open vest and high-waisted belted pants. I love it. <laughs> Good. Great. Um, oh. We love a 90s-style <clears throat> lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and what are you contributing to the meal? Latkes! Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, what uh, what do the latkes mean to Ariel? Um, that is a whole... That is just a thing that she remembers making with her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, a long time ago now. Um, she doesn't make them a lot. Um, because she doesn't really get, like, melancholy about her parents not being around anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but she makes them on holidays, um, especially on holidays where her brother can't be with her. Um, because they just taste a little bit like home and like family and, uh, like her faith. I have a question for you. Um, Uh and this is mostly out of character, I guess. So, how like, orthodox about the preparation of the latkes is she? Because, like, I've got some some uh, Jewish friends who are not terribly orthodox, and they like to do things like uh, put cheese and bacon bits on them. Um, but I was just... Oh, yeah, she doesn't give a shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. Uh, what is Benny wearing? Benny is wearing a generic button-down blue and white striped shirt, khakis, and his work boots. His uh, one attempt at color is a um, purple and green and gold silk bow tie. Oh, bless him. (laughs) Which I just popped into the chat. Oh, I like that. Oh, I love it. It's got like a paisley almost. Oh, yeah. I love this bow tie. This is beautiful. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, And what is Benny's contribution to the meal? Uh, Benny has showed up with two dishes in progress. Mm -hmm. Um, He has made chicken gumbo and then a spicy Cajun Mokti fusion with uh, kosher chicken andouille and chicken uh, with um, coconut replacing all the dairy. Jesus. I'm taking notes. No, that's a different holiday. Mm. (laughs) Not this holiday. Benny can cook. Um, And what do these dishes mean to Benny? Um, Benny's family is half Boston Irish and half Cajun. Mm -hmm. um, And there is always a pot of gumbo simmering at every holiday. um, Whatever the real food theme is there's gumbo simmering somewhere um (laughs) and he just he likes random fusion food Uh, so he is trying to combine every element he can of this holiday with his own cajun upbringing i love him he's such a god okay dante uh, okay, so uh, I'm trying to figure out what Dante wears. Because, like, Dante doesn't even remotely conceive of the idea of fashion. Uh, clothes are a means to an end <laughs> for him, like, 90% of the time. 
Um, the only times we've seen him dressed in not a black t-shirt, black hoodie, jeans combo is probably when he's done fake job interviews. <laughs> um, so I think, uh, what is he, he probably shows up, uh, wearing a black hoodie, uh, over like a, probably like a, a red button down shirt that he, he's like, this seems fine, right? <laughs> Um, a new pair of jeans that he bought. And then also the only thing he spent money on, because he's now got like an infinite amount of like stolen CEO money, is he bought like a really nice pair of Jordans. Uh, specifically, they are, um, I think the number, if I'm reading the number right, because I don't know a whole lot about, about shoes, but I know these shoes look dope as shit. Um, they basically, they're black. They have like the, the laces cover. Uh, they've got like blue highlights on them. They're like solid black, though. Uh, they're like the nicest pair of shoes he's ever bought, because normally he probably just wears like generic Doc Martens. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> if he even wears Doc Martens, Dante probably wears like surplus combat boots. <laughs> Good. Uh, and what is Dante contributing to the meal? I have been trying to also figure that out because I... To, to separate Dante from me somewhat, Dante doesn't know how to cook to save his life. Mm -hmm. uh, again, it's just like a function, like cooking is just a function and he eats out a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, I, to, to be perfectly honest, I have no idea what he would bring mm -hmm. food wise. Well, it doesn't uh, have to be food. Yeah, that's why I was about. Yeah, it was a kind of transition. I think maybe what Dante uh, did is like all of the like, like you know the the apartment looks like uh, if the the Christmas light section of your of your average big box store <laughs> puked inside of this place, right? Uh -huh. And I think it's because Dante showed up with just like Kel told him like ah it's like a festival of lights, and he showed up the next day with just like a box of lights. <laughs> Just like a fucking like moving box full of lights, like bam. <laughs> I went to every uh I went to every thrift store. <laughs> Bought all of the lights they all had. There's a whole Christmas tree in there. Ariel's gonna the yell from the kitchen, of. did you bring dessert? Oh god, is anyone bringing dessert? Uh, if you eat <laughs> copper, then yes I did. <laughs> all my perks up. <laughs> Um, and <clears throat> what would you say that him going out and getting all of these string lights from every thrift store <laughs> uh, kind of represents for Dante? Um, <coughs> I mean, I think it's him trying to buy into the because he, he Dante, like, bless his heart, didn't know anything about. Uh, this holiday until Kel told him about this holiday. Mm -hmm. uh, probably. I mean, uh, and he was just like, all right, well, this person I care about, they care a lot about this. We're going for it. You just go full hog. Like, mm -hmm. this is the thing. I'm going to help with this thing. If this thing's important to them. It's important to me now. <laughs> Bless this boy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, God. Jude? Um, so because I'm shit at picturing things with my mind palace, I have reference images for what Jude is wearing. 
Um, <laughs> so the Jude took Daddy's credit card, uh, and it was a great time. Um, I'm sure Max also came, and the parents probably never even noticed the money gone. Um, so Jude has this. It's a black blazer, but over top is this intricate gold design. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to post this picture here. I guess when this episode airs, I can post all my pictures, too. So that that jacket. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, with, I'm <laughs> oh, love probably it. with like a, a gold bow tie to set off the gold and a black undershirt, just like it's pictured there. Um, some just straight leg black slacks, but you know how they kind of end above the... Uh, the ankle a little bit so you can see a little bit of the shoes sticking or the socks sticking mm-hmm. out. Um, and mm-hmm. then to match uh, these solid gold shoes, uh, kind of like wingtips, but they're all shit. gold. Um, <laughs> and then uh, to add a little bit of flair because it didn't have enough. Uh, Got to go full flamboyant goth here. Um, these earrings that are long and dangly, they start with like a crescent moon and a little star and go down into more moons and stars. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I So I need to go adjust my bond <laughs> based on this <laughs> outfit. Jude Let comes in and Ariel goes, bro, you look fucking sick. Yeah, I, think, like, <laughs> I think Jude secretly loves dressing up and like this is the first time y'all have ever seen him looking like this. <laughs> Oh. Adrian has an oh no, he's hot moment. <laughs> Jude's got to be flamboyant and loud. I love it. It's great. Love it. Love so, him. So yeah, we can post these images when the episode airs, but I took a lot of time to plan this outfit and I want it in real life. <laughs> uh, and what is what is uh, Jude and or Max contributing to the dinner? Uh, can they contribute two things since they're two... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Benny contributed two things, and he's just one. Um, So Jude, to offset his flamboyant outfit, is bringing, like, maybe the most white thing. uh, And that is a green bean (laughs) casserole. Um, I think it's, like, the only thing he knows how to make. Um, And he makes it good. He got, like, a recipe and has brought it to pretty much every potluck he's been to. And it just, it is Mm -hmm. the holidays for him. Um, And I think Max is going to contribute our dessert because um, I don't think we have a dessert yet. I don't think we have an entree yet either. <laughs> Although Kel well, we, might have that. We have gumbo. Usually the person hosting does the entree, right? Is that how it works? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I don't know because sometimes my parents will cook the turkey mm-hmm. or cook a meat for Thanksgiving. And yeah. bring well, it. I like, yeah. I picture Max as like this very good baker. Uh, so Jude like shows up looking fabulous with his like crusty looking green bean casserole <laughs> that tastes good, but it doesn't look fancy or anything. And then uh, Max has like a nice three tiered cake with uh, some good icing work. Nothing like fancy. It doesn't, it's not like you think it's a shoe, <laughs> but it's actually a cake. It's just like some good <laughs> piping work. <laughs> Max Max is here to Max is here to start off it's secretly a cake meme earliest shit. <laughs> oh my god. No, it's just it's got some good piping and stuff. It's it's an attractive cake. Good. All right. And last but not least, Kel. Okay, so this is where it's funny that Jude went gold. Um <laughs> 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 yes, do we let's match. Go. 
Uh huh, a little bit. It's very fun. Um, send so the what, image, Jade. Send the I w- image. I want to describe the image first. Don't rush me. I've okay. had this image picked out for months. Um, it's very good, y'all. So what Kel is wearing is like this matching jacket and wide leg pants that are in like this shiny gold pinstripe looking fabric and a lacy camisole sort of vibe. In the picture, it's sort of a corally color. The one they've got is more of uh, like a deep plum. Mm -hmm. Um, Their hair is down, but like sort of braided around the top of the head with flowers. Uh, They've got like bright blue eyeshadow on and these massive gold earrings, and they've swapped out all of their other jewelry for gold. And now I will send the pictures that (laughs) Mac got sent when I found them because I was scrolling Tumblr. I was like, oh, this is what Kel wears for Diwali. (laughs) So, because I'm an asshole. Mac is gay. (laughs) This is not news. Just needed Mm -hmm. to put it out there again. There you go. Oh. That's what Kel's wearing. That looks comfortable as hell. Right? I I loved it because it looks like it's pajamas, but high fashion. (laughs) Pajamas, but make it fashion. Uh, the actress is, I think it's Mandap Gill, who's in most recent season of Doctor Who. For people, oh yeah, in the, maybe not. Oh my lord! Oh, she looks phenomenal here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what is Kel contributing to the dinner? Uh, well, they're doing like a big pot of like a pilaf biryani sort of vibe, oh. um, and with that, uh, this is all vegetarian. And where'd the thing go? I wrote it down. Uh, paneer kofta, <coughs> uh, which is chunks of paneer battered and fried, then simmered in a spicy gravy. Because oh, mm. I read so that good. and I was like, fuck, I want to eat that now. <laughs> so uh, that's what uh, Kel's making. So for what it's worth, they did not get, they got dressed after cooking. <laughs> uh, Thank God. <laughs> good. And what does this dish mean to Kel? I think it's, the thing that they always made uh, when their mum was alive and the couple of times they and their dad managed to celebrate afterwards, Mm. this was the dish that they made. Like one of their early memories is like being sat on a counter watching their mum make it. And it just, that is the holiday, is is that dish. Mm -hmm. So... All right. So, act one. Uh, Your character is preparing their contribution to the meal. This may look like chopping vegetables, relaxing while something is in the oven or simmering, sauteing, unwrapping it from the packaging it came in, plating, or something else. Um, And we're going to start at the top and go through one at a time. When it is your turn to be the lead, um, you... Uh, set your scene or determine where you want your scene to be um, and then invite any other characters you want to join um, and then kind of just go. Um, I will have my timer here in this first phase. uh, It is five minutes for each scene. If the scene is still going after after five minutes, Um, then the lead will describe how the participants in the scene are interrupted, uh, whether by another character or some manner of accident. Um, 
And uh, the timer doesn't start until like the interaction between the yeah, characters yeah. begin. So don't worry about having to like rush through so, setting it up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Adrian, you're up first. Um, I, so yeah, I think Adrian brought the uh, casserole fully, uh, the sweet potato casserole fully cooked and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think this is probably him, uh, like, setting the casserole up uh, in the place that we're going to be feeding from. Like, mm-hmm. I'm imagining, because I'm looking at this map. Um. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> My brain is it- stupid right now. You know, that was what it, so good. For what it's worth, I think the oven is just could be just on low as a warm place to put things because everything mm-hmm. Cal and Ariel are making is on the stovetop. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I so. I think this is one of those things where it's like he's got it wrapped up in um like in foil and he's got a serving spoon and everything. And I'm imagining like where I'm pinging is all like uh counter space that we can use to just like put stuff on because like you know whenever I go to a potluck family dinner it's like you line up and you go through the line and mm-hmm. put, put stuff on your plate so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, can go on the dining room table because that's not a lot of counter space for like three people to be trying to cook at the same time yeah Ariel is straight up like like get the shit off of my counters. <laughs> okay, well Ariel then, is like me in that like she like hates having to cook around other people and so she's dealing with it as best as she can, mm-hmm. but she's having a bad time. Well, in that oh, case Oh, she's a kitchen top. In that case, uh like Ariel can be in the scene uh shooing Adrian away and I do think Adrian uh brought Alma with him. Mhm. So um, I guess those are the three characters uh, in the scene for me. Um, So Adrian is uh, trying to set down uh, the casserole where, in his mind, it should go. Uh, (laughs) And so Ariel is there. (laughs) Ariel's like, nuh-uh, we have an entire dining room table that nobody is using. We'll move everything later. But we need this workspace clear. Oh, I have, I don't have enough room to cook in this kitchen as is. Oh, okay. <laughs> half of my counter space is in a corner. <laughs> well, I mean, I did okay. That that's cool. Um, and he picks it up and goes and puts it on the the dining room table and unwraps it and then uh, kind of like peers goes back into the kitchen and like peers over Ariel's shoulder and is just like, so what are you making? It smells really good. Latkes. And I think she's okay with Adrian like peering over her shoulder because Adrian is so much taller than she is mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's not like, he's just like, his chin is like at the top of her head. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you're 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 fine. You're a tree. Um Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have to be super close to peer over her shoulder in any or anything. So like he can be several steps back and looking at what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, "Latkes, I'm just doing a couple to start with because I know that uh Kel's going to have to come in here in a little bit and these cook fairly fast. Um so just a couple just to nosh on and then I'll make more once Kel's done." Um, I don't think, 
unlike me, I don't think Adrian actually knows very many Jewish people. So I'm not sure. Like, he doesn't necessarily know what goes into latkes. And so he's just like, so what are those? What what are you putting in them? I have to find... I should really get my uncle's recipe for latkes, actually. My, my favorite um, latkes that I've ever had were um, potatoes, shredded onions, and... Um, shoot, I forget what uh, what they use to, like, keep them cohesive. But it was definitely onions were, like, the secret sauce to make them really flavorful. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, that's good. It's basically just potatoes and... A little bit of flavoring. I'm not going to tell you the secret ingredient. You'll have to try and figure it out for yourself. Um, <laughs> my uh, family used to dump sugar. We usually dump sugar all over them. Um, but, you know, there's going to be plenty of other stuff. If they are not to your liking, I really don't care what you put on them. You'll you'll find people... <laughs> my brother is a purist about these, um, but... I really, really don't care. When I was little, I used to dump cheese all over them. I have, I have stopped doing that. But um, uh, yeah, you can pretty much cover them with whatever with whatever you want. I knew kids. Some of my cousins used to do ketchup, like they were French fries. Listen, um, I'm which, a good southern hey, boy. Works. I'll eat potatoes any which way. Good. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to try them with the sugar at the very least. Um, aye, aye, and uh, he, like, makes a joking little salute. <laughs> <clears throat> Do you, um, does your does your casserole need to be warmed up? Because no one's using the oven. We can just click it up to 150 or whatever and just stick it in there so it'll stay warm. Yeah. Do you want? Sure. I mean, it's really good warm, but I don't know. I... I actually like it the second day straight out of the fridge. Um, I feel like you can eat it at any temperature and it's delicious. All right. Well, let's we'll, we'll put it in the oven. And if we start running out of room, then we can take it out and leave it to sit at room temperature. Sounds good. <laughs> I feel like that's a really good end to the scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's really nice. All right. Like that. Um, okay, so at the end of the scene... Uh, the scene lead determines whether they had a positive or a negative scene. That was definitely positive. Okay, so you're going to roll a number of six-sided dice equal to your bond with your scene partner. Okay. Um, What is your bond with your scene partner? Uh, My bond with Ariel is a positive three. All right. So you're going to roll 3d6, and you're going to try to roll to beat your stress. Um, you only have to beat it on one of the die, right, Danielle? Yeah. It's just like you yeah. increase your opportunity to do so with the exactly. number that you're rolling. Mm-hmm. It's a dice pool, not a not a addition mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Hey. I got a one and a two and a four, so... All right. So you beat it on one of the dice. You need, sure needed that third die, though. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> So normally you would reduce your stress by one, but your stress cannot go below two, which is its starting place. Uh, So you don't need to do any of that. Um, Now each scene participant asks themselves the following questions. Were any of your character's needs met during this scene? Um, For either of you. I think 
I think my escapism need was met because this was just an incredibly domestic interaction. It didn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with current events. Um, so, yeah. Yet. <laughs> I mean, this just this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so go ahead and mark that need as fulfilled. Okay. Can I say I think it's too early to tell? Yes. Okay. Because I think it's too early to tell. I want to mark my escapism need as fulfilled, but I think it's too early to tell. So mm-hmm. I'm going to let that one be. Yeah. You could put a little mark next to it, like it's been touched on but hasn't been fulfilled mm. yet. I'm going to say, boop. <laughs> mm-hmm. You booped your need. You didn't resolve it, but it booped. I booped it. Yep. Did a relationship change as a result of the scene? Nah. Nah. Uh, I don't think you, you didn't reconcile with a character you have a negative bond with because you both have positive bond with, bonds with each other. Um, you didn't have a falling out. Uh, did your character confide in or show vulnerability with another character? Mm, I don't think so. I think this was, I don't want to say it was a surface level interaction because mm-hmm. like Adrian is genuinely interested in what Ariel's doing, but it wasn't like super deep either. Yeah, yeah. I think the cl- the closest that we come to it is Ariel does not talk about her family very much. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's I think the first time anyone in the group has heard about her brother or her cousins. Besides, mm-hmm. like, I don't remember if she said anything when she went to when she was when she was at services. She might have just been like, "Hey, I uh, have." family stuff to do um i won't be there um but i don't think she ever talked about like her brother mm-hmm. um or the rest of her family so that's probably i don't think that's 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 not like really confiding though because she's not like right. secretive about it mm-hmm. she just doesn't it's, it's just not come up ever mm-hmm. okay cool 